about the South Champlain Tower, the building that collapsed, according to a 2018 inspection report, an engineer warned building managers uh, to repair cracked concrete and expose rebar in the parking garage underneath the 13th floor structure. That uh, work was apparently uh, about to get underway most recently before the building suddenly collapsed. A federal team of investigators from the National Institute of Standards and Technology are expected on site at some point. Fox says Charles Watson in Surfside. Four people are confirmed dead, 159 unaccounted for. Fires burning underneath the rubble is hampering the rescue effort. At least five people are dead following the collapse of an apartment building in the Egyptian city of Alexandria. That's according to state media. Three survivors are hospitalized. For the past 15 months, cruise ships haven't set sail from ports in the U.S. because of the coronavirus pandemic. But that changes today. The Celebrity Edge will depart from Fort Lauderdale today, the first cruise ship to take passengers out from the United States since COVID-19 shut down the cruising industry worldwide. Celebrity says 95% of the passengers who booked are fully vaccinated. Fox's Eben Brown. Another disruption for U.S. air travelers. Last night, a man tried to breach the cockpit of a United Express flight out of Los Angeles. He couldn't do that, but he did manage to exit the service door while the plane was leaving the gate. He's now hospitalized. America's listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, this is Trey Gowdy, host of the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Every Tuesday, you'll hear what's on my mind. Plus, every Thursday, there's a special bonus episode where we answer the questions that are on your mind. Make sure to spend your Tuesdays and Thursdays with Trey. Subscribe now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Hope to see you. America is listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, it's the Fox News Rundown. Start your day with a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. A daily morning podcast going far beyond the headlines. Tapping into the massive reporting resources of Fox News to provide a full picture of the news of the day. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Jessica Tarlow. I'm Chris Wallace, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Looks like the investigation into a cyber breach at Microsoft has led to another. The tech giant revealing Friday an attacker won access to one of its customer service agents, then used that information to launch hacking attempts against customers. Among other things, they could see billing and contact information and what services the customers pay for. Microsoft issuing a warning to affected customers, saying the hacker belonged to a group they call Nobelium, adding it gained access during the second half of May. Tom Brigatti, Fox News. Renters in California who were having a hard time making ends meet have another three months of pandemic protection. Under a $7 billion plan announced yesterday by Governor Gavin Newsom, California will extend its ban on evictions and cover back rent and utility payments for people who have fallen behind. The state legislature will vote on the measure next week. The current eviction moratorium expires on Wednesday. The reigning Stanley Cup champions will have a chance to defend their title. The Tampa Bay Lightning are back in familiar territory. 
right, we have goat yoga lattes coming up in the yoga room. Hey, Regan, can you go away? At Finley's Fitness, personal trainers shouldn't have to personally do everything. Engage that core. That class started two minutes ago. I am late. Hey, Dylan, can you Indeed can help them hire the people they need. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job credit. matches you won't want to miss at silversingles.com slash radio. Silversingles.com slash radio. You're listening to Cheyenne's News and Talk. The CF Moto lineup at Cheyenne Motorsports. 2000 Westland Road, delivering fun since 1967. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruard Motors. Simple, worry-free car buying. All roads lead to BobRuardMotors.com. For your Saturday and Sunday in southeastern Wyoming, it's going to be cloudy, cool, and somewhat rainy. Isolated to widely scattered showers and storms today with more steady rains possible on Sunday. Could even get heavy in spots. Weekend highs will be upper 60s and low 70s with lows in the upper 40s, low 50s. Widely scattered showers and storms Monday. Highs again, upper 60s, low 70s. Good morning, good morning. Nick the Motor Guy back here on Cargab on a rather damp, unfortunately, grey day here in Cheyenne. It is Super Day, um, the uh, celebration out at Lions Park, and I'll talk about that a little bit later because, well, um, yours truly is going to be involved around 3 o'clock, and I, I will let you know what I'm up to. Hopefully it's only people listening from out of the area, and then you can't make me suffer too badly. Um, anyway, what we what I was uh, thinking about as I came into the um, store this morning, in the, the, or into the store, here I am, into the uh, studio this morning, was Super Day and Young Folk, and they always have a car show out at, uh, at Super Day. Um, I, I actually don't know if that is even going on this year. Um, this is kind of the reformed Super Day after the uh, COVID uh, cancellation last year. I bet say uh, there is going to be lots of things going on. It is a free event for the community and something that's been going on for many years. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about was previous years with the car shows and I've had cars in there and because there's so many families at Super Day, 
how many kids show up and we're always around the cars and looking, well, some of them, many of them actually, gleefully at the different vehicles, be the hot rods or be the muscle cars or be a, you know, a bug. What is it with bugs? People just, I mean, it's like the smiley version of the car. You can't help but kind of grin when you see a bug or a bus. Even if you think the things are horrible, you kind of just have to smile at it. Maybe it was the effect of the Herbie movies, or maybe it's just the fact that they just, you know, they, they're an approachable car. They almost look like you, you want to hug them. I mean, I've met, I might have hugged a bug or two over my time. I've also wanted to kill a couple of them as well, particularly my dear wife, Brooke's uh, 69 bug, which she had when we first met, which every 10-minute job was at least three days. But I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about my start in the industry, and I did a lot of this sort of thinking as I was on the uh, motorcycle trip I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you weren't listening last week, I, I took a few days away and did 4,500 miles on, on the bike in about six days. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And you get to do a lot of thinking. You get a lot to do a lot of, I don't know, reflection on maybe why you're here, why, how you got here, what, what got you here. And, there's, oh, and in uh, many cases, particularly in mine, who got you here? Um, certainly my parents, um, particularly my father in this case, are to blame for my car and motorcycle addiction. Um, but there's also a what in that blame. And that was what I thought I'd chat about a little bit today. And that is a little thing called the Matchbox car. I don't really know what you call them over here. Hot Wheels, maybe... I think they were later on. Um, we had dinky toys, but the one thing that overwhelmingly in my memory was Matchbox cars. And my earliest memory of playing with cars and Matchbox cars and um, just just recreating races um, or was, and I don't really remember much about the house, but. My parents at one point lived in Australia and uh, we had a house just outside Canberra um, and it, I just remember it having a long corridor and I think it had doors at each end of the corridor and I just remember having all these cars out and I, probably my mother and father swearing at me loudly when they stubbed their toes on various ones. But I just remember that corridor being turned into a, a, a um, impromptu Grand Prix track. Um, my 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 parents definitely fed my addiction by um, producing various n new Matchbox cars, um, or with the dinky side, recreations of the Formula One cars of the day, which uh, were in all the magazines my my father brought home, um, even uh, some indie cars, and you. This is definitely was, you know, this went hand in hand with what my father was bringing home in the, the magazines and the pictures. And I was just, you know, I was just started read. I was only, I don't know, five, five years old or so. Um, but the pictures were amazing. And I remember him bringing home the motoring news or Moto magazine or the various others. And they always had amazing pictures. 
um, of the heroes of the day, uh, Jim Clark, Graham Hill, um, in the uh, um, American side, Kel Yarborough, Richard Petty, all these amazing um, uh, car racers that that you that I just were instant heroes to me, and it didn't matter what country it was whether it was Australian racing, whether it was American racing, whether it was racing across Europe and in England, whether it was motorcycle racing. There were up-and-coming races in those days. This was in the early 70s. One of my great heroes, to this day somebody that I wish I could have met, got to see him race but never got to meet him, Barry Sheen, one of the most uh, charismatic uh, motorcycle races, probably races of any type, any kind. I mean, he's revered in the same way that NASCAR enthusiasts um, revere Richard Petty. Uh, just all these characters that were out there, and it was the characters along with the pictures, and then the Matchbox car. The Matchbox car was just something that was so so cool because not only did you have the, the 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 scale models of the cars you saw in the magazines the racing cars those were really special with their little advertising stickers on them or just the regular cars that i looked at in my father's automobile years again he had these wonderful annuals um i always joke that if when i'd been at school if they'd ever had a um, history class on the automobile industry from 1958 through 1970, I would never have had to go to class and I would have aced every test because I knew almost every word in those books. I ate them up. I spent hours and hours and hours poring over the books, reading them, understanding what the different nomenclature meant to the engines, to the bodywork, to the suspensions. It was just, I just could not get enough of it. No wonder I'm like the way I am. But it was just an every name bit. And I remember in automobile year, they separated it out into the racing of the year and then into the automobile industry of that particular year. And I found myself being drawn more and more away from the racing to the actual automobile industry and the changes that were going on and the separation of two continents in what was going on in the industry as Europe was concentrated because of the size on smaller and smaller vehicles here was the United States with these enormous cars with these massive engines with this incredible styling chrome everywhere fins headlights and taillights that look like they come out of space i mean the american automobile industry in the 50s and 60s people like harley old just just did incredible designs many of you listening you know that so here i was in this little fantasy land um of automobile year magazines and automobile year books and then getting it reinforced by little toy cars called matchbox cars. And they, 
They only have, I, and I didn't realize this for years, but I collected them. I mean, I didn't collect them really, I guess, because I played with them and I wore the wheels off. I mean, how many people wore the wheels off their Matchbox cars? Well, I did. And I had certain special ones that were, I don't know why they were special. They, maybe it was the color, maybe it was the look, maybe it was just the name. Maybe it was just the, the mystique of it. I'd always been kind of fascinated by the automobile years of 1968 and 69 and 70. And this company that had kind of been joked about almost in the previous year's annuals. And suddenly they produced this car. And I had a Matchbox version of that. And to this day, it's still my favorite Matchbox car. That company was AMC. Let's face it, AMC was kind of a joke. And as I've read about it more and learned the history out in Kenosha, they wanted for a great company. But by 1968, they'd taken a huge risk and they had produced something called the AMX. I have an AMX now, it's a 68. I absolutely love that car. It was a kind of a, a dream car for me because my favorite Matchbox car growing up as a little boy was a green AMX. Now, my car is not green, it's red, but it's still, I, get, I remember thinking with this car just how special it was. And I don't know how it happened, but at one point um, I had decided that one of the great places to play with these matchbox cars was in the bathtub because you could we had one of those cast iron enamel bathtubs with a rather sloping back to it and you could let the, the car go off the back and it would go down towards the uh, tap end and spin around the plug hole and kind of hit each other and bounce off each other and it was cool and the amx i don't know why it did it but it must have just had the weight right it would always come to a glorious sideways stop like it was out of a, a starsky and hutch episode and it just all tied together this mystique of the american automobile the AMC vehicles actually coming good with the AMX, and here's my cool little AMX matchbox car skidding sideways, just like I'd seen in the movies. I know I'm re reminiscing today. I hope it's not boring. <laughs> it probably sounds completely ridiculous, but it was something that I, I see with certain kids now when they come in the store. Um, just the absolute joy of seeing a certain motorcycle. There was a youngster in the shop the other day um, at Shire Motorsports, and one of the guys fired up an old two-stroke. Now, any time a two-stroke, because you don't hear them very often anymore, fires up. I mean, it just sounds so, 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 so cool. And this little guy, he couldn't have been more than six or seven, got this huge grin. I mean, he was just so happy. He's bouncing up and down with his mom. And I was like, you want to see it? And he came back and he just all smiles and thought this was the greatest sound ever. I was like, okay. This almost could be reality because, and for those of you that remember back in the 1960s, GM, Ford, even AMC. In fact, AMC made some really cool ones for all the shows to show off what their capability, their engineering was and where their thought process was going, um, they 
built concept cars. And often those concept cars would become somewhat reality in a car later on. Sometimes they were outrageous, they just disappeared. One of the ones that I'll always remember was Chevrolet, and I want to say this was probably around 1961, 62, 63, produced something called the Mako Shark. The Mako Shark became the Corvette by the mid to late 60s. And a lot of those amazing styling cues that everyone was just, oh my goodness, look at that, came out in a production car. Well, not only did it happen that way, but it also happened down into the Matchbox cars. There were concept cars that came out, and a few years later, or two years later, Lesney, the, product, the producer, the manufacturer of Matchbox cars, created a fantasy car. And they always had a cool little extra, particularly by the mid to late 70s. My favorite of those was something called Fandango. Fandango had the shape of a Lancia Stratos, if you know what one of those looks like. Kind of um, beautiful, sleek, wedge-shaped sports car in that typical 1970s style that um, everything had to be very sharp at the nose and the very square at the back end. Um, and it had a little fan that had been put in the top, a la the Chaparral race cars. And if you're not familiar with those, I can talk about them here in a minute because it was kind of a cool idea. Um, anyway, that little fan had a, a wheel, it had its, it had its um, wheels attached to the axles. So when you pushed it, there was a tiny little tab came off a plastic tire and it hit another little plastic tab, which turned that fan in the top of the car coolest thing ever i thought i was driving jim hall chaparral in the great gt races of the early 70s it was again here here's this matchbox car recreating my memory of reading stuff earlier on i i don't know how many kids went through this there had to be a bunch of us it's why i think there are so many people still love the industry when i talked to folks like tim joannidas been in the industry for Oh, many, many years, 50, 60 plus, probably. But uh, he still has such a passion for the industry. And I I still, still remember those, those days. And it's lovely to talk to these people because they have similar memories. And I just wonder how many actually had it tied back to the good old Batchbox car. I know this is going to sound strange, but if you have a memory of those, if a particular car or a particular type, give us a call. I'd, I'd love to chat about it. It's just, a, I don't know, going back in the fantasy thing a little bit. But it was just, heck, look at me now. Sitting behind a microphone talking about it 45 plus years later. Obviously it had an effect. Anyway, I prattled on now for 20 minutes. I guess we should probably take a break. And then I'll be back to chat more here on AM650. KGAB. You just can't put a price tag on all this fun, and yet they did. Whether you're looking for the ultimate adrenaline rush or a heavy-duty utility machine, the 2021 CF Motos are arriving at Cheyenne Motorsports. With a new machine from CF Moto, the price of fun is surprisingly low because all the features you need come standard, like power steering, custom paint, and a powerful winch, all at a price you won't believe. Log on to Cheyenne Motorsports. Food trucks, games, and more. This race to help needs a food pantry as they've helped so many. Register now at CheyenneFirecracker5K.com. 
my first truck when I was three. Drove a hundred thousand miles on my knees. Hauled marbles and rocks and thought twice before I hauled a Barbie doll bed for the girl next door. She tried to pay me with a kiss and I began to understand there's something women like about a pickup man. When I turned 16, I saved a few hundred bucks. My first car was a pickup truck. I was cruising the town and the first girl I see was Bobby Joe Gentry, the homecoming queen. She flagged me down and climbed up in the cab and said, I never knew you were a pickup man. You can set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill and I still wouldn't trade it for a coupe de Nick the Motor Guy back here on AM650 KGAB. If you'd like to join me this morning, 632-6500-632-3323 is our second line. And for those listening out of the area on KGAB.com, 188-503-6500. I'm talking about toys today. Um, and of course... Really, all that's happened as I've got older is the toys have got bigger and rather more expensive and um, use a little more oil and, well, they use gasoline. Um, but back in the day, we had matchbox cars and dinky cars and Hot Wheels. And they created the monster that I guess that I have become. Um, I, I'm sitting here reminiscing, and my, my sister in London, who's listening, is Izzy, is uh, re- remembering. And, and it's funny, you know, she wasn't, she, Izzy was a little bit of a tomboy. All right, a lot of a tomboy. For years, she always hit her hair up in a hat, and everyone thought she was a boy. Um, anyway, she, I had no idea that she had her favorite. Uh, um, uh, matchbox cars which apparently she stole from me of course um because she's the the annoying little sister even though she thinks she's older this is great because she can't even stop me <laughs> when you for you know when you get a gift of, I, I got a gift of a, of a new matchbox car for a birthday or for uh for christmas or whatever if for me it was a great event because it always had a tiny little picture out on the box, but it was serial numbered. And this is the way Leslie did it for years. They had the their series, and the big the the core series was called one to seventy five, and that basically meant that there were always seventy five models. It didn't mean that they were always the same seventy five models. So number seven, for example, could have been one year. A Corvette. The next year, it could be a beetle with some big guy's head, you know, fantasy beetle with a, a, a guy's head kind of sticking out the top of it and great big exhaust and bright, bright wheels. And yes, we're back to hugging bugs again. Um, <laughs> but so the 1 to 75 series, although there were 75 models available at any one time, the numbers constantly got replaced, so you constantly had these series changing up over the years. And I remember always looking at uh, turning the car over, and in those days they were they were metal, they were diecast, they were beautiful. I, if you have if you've been around these, they're, they're beautiful. They're just so beautifully made. On AM six fifty KGAB. Twice, 
autism at autismspeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. NASCAR champion Bobby Lavani here with my brother Terry and my nephew Justin. You know, every sport has its essential safety gear. For racing, we wear helmets, fire retardant suits, and no mex gloves. For fishing, waterfowl hunting, and boating, we wear life jackets. After an intense race, there's nothing more relaxing than bass fishing or a little duck hunting on the lake. But we're the first ones to tell you, on the track or on the water, accidents happen fast. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruard Motors. Simple, worry-free car buying. All roads lead to BobRuardMotors.com. For your Saturday and Sunday in southeastern Wyoming, it's going to be cloudy, cool, and somewhat rainy. Isolated to widely scattered showers and storms today with more steady rains possible on Sunday. Could even get heavy in spots. Weekend highs will be upper 60s and low 70s with lows in the upper 40s, low 50s. Widely scattered showers and storms Monday. Highs again, upper 60s, low 70s. Well, I got my first truck when I was three, drove a hundred thousand miles on my... I'm Tiffany. I have some tips for you on how to quit smoking like I did. First, I did some reading about it. I found a lot of great advice on how to quit smoking and picked out the ways I thought would work best for me. I started by setting a quit date. Then I threw out my ashtrays, lighters, and matches. I did other things too, like exercising more, and it worked. But I'd still get cravings, especially on long car rides. To help me with that, I put a picture of my mother in my car. She died of lung cancer from smoking cigarettes when I was only 16. Now I have a 16 year old daughter. That picture of my mother reminds me that I don't want to miss all the things my daughter is going to do in her life, including turning 17. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Pickup man. When I turned 16, I saved a few hundred bucks. My first car was a pickup truck. I was cruising the town, and the first girl I see was Bobby Joe Gentry, the homecoming queen. She flagged me down and climbed up in the cab and said, I never knew you were a pickup man. You can set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill. Nick the Motor Guy back here on AM650 KGAB chatting about, well, ridiculous things like uh, childhood cars, uh, matchbox cars, dinky toys, Hot Wheels, whatever. Um, of course, 
as all things changed, so did Matchbox cars. They uh, got bought out in the late 90s by uh, the, the huge toy company Mattel. And to me, they were never the same. Lots of plastic, the die cast had kind of disappeared um, and certainly never had the feel that, that one of those earlier cars did. The, I remember the, you know, the earlier boxes, I mean, reason they were called Matchbox cars. They came, came in a style of a Matchbox and they were always just so fun to open. Later on, with the blister packs, um, you know, with the, the 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 clear plastic, so you kind of saw what you were getting before you before you opened it. I, not the same. Maybe we should go back to that. Maybe we never will. There's too much too too much commercialization, I guess, on that nowadays. But also, are kids that interested? I think some are because when I walk down the toy aisle, yes, I do that. Um, there's still plenty of cars out there. Anyway, if you would like to join me this morning, 632-6500, 632-3323, Good morning, you're on CarGap. Well, it's becoming more and more apparent that Skiss Jr. is, an abs- is a pretty good nickname for it. <laughs> I'm not sure about this one at all, but but go ahead. Give me the reasons behind this now. Don't well, let me guess. You were guilty of this stuff as well. I mean, please tell me I'm not the only lunatic. Oh, that... well, would, would I would I be anything else? Come on. <laughs> I mean, the matchbox. I mean, they were just. They really were for me the absolute best toy ever. Okay, I I, I grant you that. I that did not have that big uh, as big a, uh, a big affinity effect. for the cars <laughs> as you did. What I had the affinity for though was trains. Uh, trains, yeah, I can understand that absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, and the more I was kept away from them, the more uh, difficult life became. Yeah, I yeah. well, and I I will tell a story against my father, so. I had a train set, I believe, before I was actually born. And this was in a two-room apartment in Washington, D.C. My poor mother, they were newly married. I believe she was pregnant with me. And here's my father uh, with a engaged train set being set up in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I later had engaged train sets and absolutely loved them. I remember building my layout with my father many, many years ago, back in the late 70s, early 80s, which I absolutely loved. And I've still got all the rail and all the um, all the uh, cars and engines and everything else. And they're sitting in a box uh, in storage in the house. And one day... I keep on saying I'll get around to him. And uh, this wasn't something I did with PJ, and I, I do kind of regret that. Uh, but, um, for, you know, business took over and life, and I don't know. It just never yeah, happened. Yeah, you had to become a grown-up. Well, I did, and this is why, according to Paul Brooke, I am rapidly regressing now. Well, it's been said that the only difference between a five-year-old and a 50-year-old is a is 50 years and the price of the toys. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Yes, still a complete child. Oh, well. I, I, and, and as well, I said, maybe it, getting backwards. 
Uh, no, what you are doing is putting joy back into life that the financial slavery has take sucked out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I you know, I, I got to be very careful. I mean, I've been incredibly fortunate, right? Um, I, as I, I, you know, I've had a lot of people come in the store, and again, this, this, the ride I took up to see you, I really, I mean, just. I don't, know, I don't know if it changed my mindset, but it definitely focused me into that I need to remember there's things that are more important than just, just you know, everyday work. Well, but you, we have had the good fortune of our work, or at least I have had it at times where the your work is your hobby oh absolutely i mean that is definitely a huge part for me right be it midas be it shire motorsports i mean it is something that i've been involved in since well i was pushing a matchbox car up a corridor in australia um absolutely i'm incredibly incredibly fortunate uh and but sometimes you just reflect on on other things anyway it's a, it's been a positive it just yeah, now is it, to see where that positive yeah. goes. Absolutely. And uh, may the positivity increase. Yeah. Uh, last, uh, uh, last program, Cowboy Corner, uh, may your troubles go away May and may happiness come through your door was the <laughs> last thing he said. Is, yeah, isn't he? he's great, isn't he? I love that. Yes. Yeah. That's that's good postulate to make. Yeah, it is absolutely it's a very good postulate to make. Well, I so got anyway, another. Yeah, I got another it, call it, holding, but I got to tell you one thing. And folks who are listening out there, I went up. Uh, uh, some of you know from the show last week that I uh, got to go up to the, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and got to go go and see my good friend Skits here, and we had a couple of hours together. But one thing that Skits and his lovely lady Kate gave me as a parting gift was some local Michigan maple syrup. And Brooke and I had that this morning, and oh my goodness. Yeah, you're right. There is nothing. I, I didn't even know Michigan produced maple syrup. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Yeah, and I just brought a lot it back. Hail, and you can actually clean a house without just changing the dirt in it. <laughs> well, it's good to speak to you, Skits. I'm going to grab line one. Absolutely. Flush twice. Take care. Bye bye. And we are going to jump over to line one. Good morning. You're on Cargap. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning, Nick? I'm doing good, Doug. How are you? Oh, I'm just sitting here thinking about all my little matchbox and Hot Wheels cars that I used to have. <laughs> kind of wondering where they went. I, I think I gave them to my grandkids, and they went, got sold at uh, garage sales and traded for other stuff. But I used to have, you know, the little suitcase with all the little compartments in it. And, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I remember those. And I think the yeah, suitcase I, devolved into a large cardboard box, which is probably yeah. still in the um top room of my parents house i'm thinking yeah um so yeah. At, some, at some point i i'm just gonna have to go find that because god there's so many memories there there are and you know each each one of those little cars 
you know, you couldn't wait to get one. And and like you said, you couldn't really see what it looked like till you opened it. And uh, sometimes you were a little disappointed, but sometimes you were you were pleasantly surprised at what was in there. Well, and sometimes but, you're just uh, blown away. I mean, I remember that. I say the Fandango with its own little fan that spun I around. That. I was like, do you remember that one? Well, that was a cool. Yeah, I remember car. the Fandango and the, uh, <laughs> and the uh, one that looked like a, the Corvette. The one that looked like the Corvette that was all flared out. Yep. I can't remember what that was called. Yeah, I But don't. I had, like, the monkeys. Uh, I don't remember if it was a Matchbox or a Hot Wheels, but it was the monkeys car and the Batmobile and the... Oh, absolutely. And the, uh, the mobile and the Car 54. I mean, you could, you could get all those. I mean, all those were available absolutely and hot wheels and matchbox lesney they definitely took a lot of their styling ideas and their fancy cars from the greats like george barris yeah i've got a lot of hot wheels that are still in uh, the package uh the later later model ones that are still in the package wow went on to work at kmart for a lot of years and she used to get all the collector ones right and you kept them all yeah you see i i never had that uh that ability that mine were always yeah. i mean my every one of my cars i have is probably chipped and frayed and wheels worn out but man i, I, yeah. did, I did a lot of miles with those cars yeah now i got a lot of die cast car, uh, models you know that i've collected over the years and uh, you can't get enough of those you know yeah no i mean they're fantastic and it it really is another part of this great hobby that we call the automotive or motorcycle industry that it just yeah. continues to grow you're not really a car enthusiast if you don't have a few die cats or hot wheels around anyway no that's very true right very true right i used to build models too but plastic models um my dad came home one one night from an auction with a box full of uh plastic models of uh, probably 30 of them and and i uh I had I used to take them apart and fix them and change them and change the wheels and turn them into hot rods, you know. And it's kind of how I learned how cars are put together, you know. Basic. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I did the plastic models. Mine, I I remember doing I don't know, uh, probably rally cars from the the yeah. late seventies Escorts. I, mean, I think I remember doing an Audi Quattro, a, a Renault five turbo. I remember doing one of those. And then I think the biggest one I ever did was an, and again, these are all European because well, I was in England. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember doing an Alpine and that was like a, that was a big car for, you know, it was, it wasn't yeah. a little dinky thing, but it made it much easier to, uh, to, to put together because they weren't the tiny little pieces. Um, but yeah, you remember all the plastic glue and it gets stuck to your fingers and you yeah. try, try not to get it on the outside of the parts that you just painted. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that glue, a tiny little drop of that glue looked like it could spread over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, then, it's funny you know, with us talking paint, about it, I can smell it right now in the studio. I can too. I can too. I can, I remember what it smells like anyway. Yeah, and then they quit. Then they quit making the good glue, you know, that worked really well because people were smelling it even when they weren't doing models. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, don't, yeah, it's tragic. Yeah, all the good stuff got taken away, but uh, yeah, 
But yeah, those models were fantastic. And then I also got into airplanes, of course. And, um, yeah. you know, growing up, many of my um, parents' friends were um, veterans from Second World War. And so oh, yeah. a couple of them who were good friends of my, my uh, grandfather's who was, uh, was in the Air, Royal Air Force, uh, they would chat about to me about different planes. And my father, of course, yeah. would remember them, the different planes because he was a wartime baby um, yeah no he i uh, he was so he remembers the the spitfires and the hurricanes and the noise of the german aircraft coming over um yeah. so the, building those out of models as well was was a huge part of an english child's life growing up in the 70s yeah. and it's, hard to, it's hard to remember it's hard to 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 remember that now in a way but but it of course is. when i was growing up and when you when we were growing up the second world war had really in real terms only just ended it was still very very fresh yeah originally it was yeah and now it's i mean it's a sort of almost ancient history but um yeah. it's something we we definitely i really hope our younger folk continue to remember for the appallingness of of what happened but um, at the time, it was, you know, for me growing up at least, a lot of it was about the, the huge developments that happened in the industry I came to love. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, they say you can tell a guy's interest by what he watches on YouTube. So if you watch YouTube enough, you know that it saves the things you watch the most to the top. Yeah. And so uh, if you open up YouTube at my house, it comes up with, uh, race cars, classic cars, aircraft, and <laughs> naval vessels. Yep, that's, uh, the, that's the four. That's the four things I watch the most. Yeah, my, <laughs> mine's got. But mine's definitely got classic motor races there. So I'll I'll replay some of the great racing moments of the nineteen seventies, right. particularly because I never right. saw them live. I only read about them again when. Yeah. Father brought home the motoring news or motor magazine. I remember back in, um, I think it was Autosport, every Formula yeah. One race, not only did they have five or six pages describing what happened in the race in detail, they had two pages or three pages dedicated to um, hand-done lap counters. So it showed oh, yeah. what happened by the lap with the times written in for every driver. I mean, it, yeah. it was Amazon Web Services by pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, were, you, you really were an enthusiast when you got into that kind of stuff, Nick, you know. And, and, uh, and I, I mean, I poured over this. I studied this. I said, if there'd ever been a test on that, it, my, 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 my scholastic report, which wasn't exactly stellar, shall we say, um, would have been off the charts amazing. The trouble was, yeah. school was boring. Sorry if you're listening <laughs> as a kid, but school was boring. I, anybody who tells me that school years are the greatest years of your life, uh, no, they were horrible. Yeah. Well, they were horrible until after you got out of school, and then. then well, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Obviously, I've been very fortunate, but, uh, but yeah. yeah. There, there no, was... I mean, at the end of the day. Oh, at the I end mean, of the day, yeah, like... yeah. Then, then I, then I'd have homework, and what I'd do would be playing with my train sets while reading automobile year or motoring news or motor or whatever yeah. was to hand about anything to do with cars and bikes and whatever. Motorcycle yeah. news it was a newspaper. I think it's still going. MCN, and again. Lots and lots of history, lots of 
um, ads for the great motorcycle stores of the day, Jeff Gott Dodkin, who was an amazing Veliset dealer and various other yeah. incredible. Anyway, sorry, you get me going all over the place now, Doug. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, hey, I so, have uh, another line. So if I could check you on hold, because I want to talk about cruise nights as well. Yeah. I'll hold on for a bit. No no worries. All right. So I'm going to grab this other line. Good morning. You're on hey. CarGap. Hey, good morning, Nick. Eric. Hey, Eric. How are you? Hey. Enjoying this uh, bit of history? Sorry, I've been kind of going all over the place. Yeah, well, see, when, when, when we were kids, the war was going on. So the only toys we had were wood. And someone took a block of wood. And, and nailed four tires to it and painted it, you know, so <laughs> four wooden wheels. Yeah, absolutely, but it was still it was yeah. still a vehicle with wheels. Yeah, and then after the war, uh, our first uh, 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 metal car was, uh, I, I think it was a wind-up car. Anyway, something went wrong, and I had to take it apart, and I went to my mother and said, Mom, look at this. And you know what it was? A saffron can stamped out. <laughs> Really? <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, and and then, uh, oh, our father brought us a, a kit. Uh, because we went to the launching of the Franklin D. Roosevelt uh, uh, aircraft carrier, so we had that plastic kit with the glue and everything, and we glued that up and made it, had a bunch of guns on it, small guns and everything, and, you know, made that up. And we played with that for a while until my older brother got, a, got an idea. Let's fill up the bathtub with water and put it in there, you know. Uh-huh. And we got bored with that, and then one day my older brother said, well, let's sink it. <laughs> we out and we sunk it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is what kids did back then, you know. We had... We had fun. We got bored with stuff. But, uh, yeah, I never got into the uh, Hot Wheels or anything like that. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, I always wanted the train set, and I never got it, you know, because uh, train sets were very expensive. Right. Yeah. But I never got one, so. uh, Hey, Eric, it's never too late. Huh? It's never too late. No, man. (laughs) Hey, if my. If my ship comes in, maybe I'll uh, <laughs> buy, buy a set. But you know who had a tremendously big uh, uh, train set? Yeah. Uh, Tony Curtis. Really? Right? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he had a tremendously. He came from uh, he came from the South Bronx, where I was. He was on uh, Ryan Avenue. Him and uh, Marlon Brando, who was Sylvester Brando, uh, and Tony Curtis was. Uh, uh, Bernie Schwartz. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Eric, I got to take a break. Um, right. So I'm, I'm going to let you go. But it's right. great to hear your voice. Hey, and, uh, hey, hey. And, and have a good time tonight at the uh, cruise. You know? We will do. It's been, it's been great. Hey, if you ever want to come out, you let me know, okay? Okay. We'll do. Okay, All right, Eric. Care, Nick. You have take care. Bye bye. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. Participating locations while supplies last. Offer ends 63021. Well, I got my first truck. 
When I was three, drove a hundred thousand miles on my knees. Hauled marbles and rocks and thought twice before I hauled a Barbie doll bed for the girl next door. She tried to pay me with a kiss and I began to understand there's something women like about a pickup man. When I turned 16, I saved a few hundred bucks. My first car was a pickup truck. I was cruising the town, and the first girl I see was Bobby Joe Gentry, the homecoming queen. She flagged me down and climbed up in the cab and said, I never knew you were a pickup man. You can set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill, and I still wouldn't trade it for a coupe de ville. I expect it to be a lot easier. I didn't know what step to take next. I was transitioning from the military. I was a vehicle gunner. An avionics specialist. I missed my unit, my family. Playing with my daughter, I felt like a stranger. I didn't have a clear sense of what to do next. And then I thought, if I'm going through this, other veterans have gone through it too, right? So I reached out, and I saw that I wasn't alone. Go to maketheconnection.net to learn how other veterans have overcome the challenges of transitioning out of the military. AM650, KGAB, Nick the Motor Guy, Doug is on line one. We're going to talk some cruise nights now, and uh, it, it continues to be a great event. Great week the last couple of weeks. I missed two weeks ago. I was there last week. You missed last week, Doug. Well, I was there, I got there a little later. So okay, I missed you then. Um, but yeah. it, it got a ton of cars out, um, some some really good outreach for the, the charity last week. And then hopefully we're going to have the same thing happen because this week is another charity that's not well known, but does some great, great stuff. And this time with kids. And we should be hearing, I hope, from one of the people from this charity, which is no, which is called... Wildcross. Yes, Team Wildcross. Wild? And yeah. so Team Wildcross is Cheyenne's Wild. yeah. high school mountain bike team. Right. And it's a citywide composite team of riders, 6th grade through 12th grade, co-ed. So you've got middle, uh, uh, middle school students and you've also got uh, high school students. You can be in a recreational level or a full competitive, which means the competitive ones travel all over the area to compete. Right. And it improves everything from cycling skills, learning independence, learning to be resourceful. Uh, just, a, just a really cool idea. And everything right now, there's nothing on this team. Not one piece of it gets any funding whatsoever from... The, the school district. This is all right. done it's a, it's through... It's a club sport. It's a it's club sport. Means, it's, it's like, uh, uh, I guess another good one would be like how they have high school softball now. Yep. You know, there's still club teams like uh, Cheyenne Extreme is a club team, so they're wholly funded by themselves. They raise their own money. It's not part of the school district. It's, uh, they you know, they have to raise money this team, this bike, uh, bike team, bike cross, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a lot of different types of names for it, but they have to raise their own money to, to go to these tournaments or these races that they go to and for equipment and for, 
um, all kinds of things. It's, it, but it's, you know, stuff to keep kids busy. Come back and talk more wildcross because I think this is a really great thing and I really want to get uh, people out to come and chat. I'm hoping some of the kids are going to be out there. I'm hoping somebody from Wildcross will call into the show over the next hour and we can hear from them directly. But we, Yeah, I think know, Jody said she was. Which, which is said, great. Um, yeah, I think she said she was going to call in, so... I bet she will. Uh, so th- that that'll be fun, and uh, of course, Cruise Nights continues to uh, do what it does, which is enjoy our our local community on a Saturday evening, support our restaurants, support our nonprofits, and oh, maybe show off a car or three, and motorcycles. Yeah. A lot of bikes coming out the last few weeks. Yeah, that's for sure. So a lot of bikes. Anyway, we're gonna go into the uh, news break. We'll be right back. AM six fifty. KGAB. It's still a search and rescue effort. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. That's the word in South Florida where no more victims have been found in the rubble of a collapsed condominium tower. Your day weather forecast is... Same as they were yesterday. 127 have been accounted for, 159 unaccounted for, and four confirmed dead. Surfside Mayor Danielle Levine Cava, one obstacle is fire that's burning under the debris. It really is dealing with those fires. It's a very challenging circumstance. Governor Ron DeSantis, as for the cause of the collapse, the mayor says the city was unaware of an engineer's report in 2018 that cited major structural damage under the pool deck. Tragedy at a rail crossing in Indiana. A 10-year-old girl and two adults were killed overnight after the minivan they were in was struck by a train about 20 miles southeast of Chicago. Three young boys are hospitalized in critical condition. Surveillance video shows the minivan driver ignored an activated train crossing signal and drove around a gate. Fatalities in New Mexico after the crash of a hot air balloon. Albuquerque police say four people died this morning. One other person is critically hurt. It appears the balloon hit a power line. They can't criticize her for not going, but Republicans are still railing against Vice President Kamala Harris for her handling of the crisis at our southern border. This is a real threat to everyone in America, and she's not taking it serious. You know, by her denying going there, Mm -hmm. denying the facts of what's happening. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, during her stop in El Paso, the vice president pointed out the differences in policy between the current and former administrations. She called President Trump's border policies inhumane. America's listening to Fox News. inviting you to download and listen to the new daily Fox on Tech podcast. There's part of a colorful late 90s iMac on Mars. It's an idea that seems a lot like Kickstarter called Build It. This isn't the first time we've heard about North Korea hackers trying to get a leg up on COVID-19, a range that was used for satellite TV service in the 70s. Get the latest trends in technology, cybersecurity alerts, and gadget news daily. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect to Fox News Audio on the Fox News app. Listen to hear your favorite hosts like Brian Kilmeade, Jimmy Fallon, and Guy Benson standing up for what's right live and via podcast. Just click listen, then swipe right and hear the latest news updates on your time. And scroll down to hear the latest podcasts from Fox News. And it's even easier to listen in the car with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Get programming alerts and notifications. Fox News Audio is on the Fox News app. The Voices America Trusts. Download it now.
Do they have a deal or not? After working for weeks and weeks on a bipartisan infrastructure agreement, some Republicans say they feel blindsided by President Biden, who said he wouldn't sign the bipartisan package unless a far larger package also gets passed by Democrats through reconciliation. Fox News has since confirmed that the White House plans to clarify its position. In recent months, critical race theory has become a conservative talking point and the source of controversy in schools. But a new poll finds many Americans have never even heard of it. The Fox News poll asked people if they even knew what critical race theory was. 49% said they did, 41% said they did not. Non-white voters were 15% more likely to know what it is. When asked which group is favored in America, 43% said whites are, 36% said minorities are. When asked how well critical race theory describes America, of those familiar with it, 47% said it does not describe the country well, 42% said it does. When asked what topic people were familiar with, 71% said inflation, 69% said social justice, and just 49% said political polarization. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The first hurricane of the eastern Pacific season has formed, and forecasters say it's growing stronger. Enrique is expected to become a Category 2 by tomorrow and could dump 6 to 12 inches of rain on parts of Mexico's western coast. Mexican troops are being sent to the region to help civilians. The heat is on in the Pacific Northwest. Weekend temperatures in Seattle and Portland, Oregon are expected to break records as they soar into the triple digits. Really dangerous conditions. Fire, obviously a massive concern. But people don't have much AC across the Pacific Northwest because they just generally don't need it. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichmuth. I'm Pam Puso, and this is Fox News. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruard Motors. Simple, worry-free car buying. All roads lead to BobRuardMotors.com. For your Saturday and Sunday in southeastern Wyoming, it's going to be cloudy, cool, and somewhat rainy. Isolated to widely scattered showers and storms today with more steady rains possible on Sunday. Could even get heavy in spots. Weekend highs will be upper 60s and low 70s with lows in the upper 40s, low 50s. Widely scattered pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer in 63021. I'm a 40 year old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. And now, it was very hard for me, but Ms. Araceli, she gave me directions. At age 47, Marco finished so his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking right through those vote. doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong. 
Please share is no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hour. This message right, brought to you by Nitsa. Information overload hour. Uh, toll free on numbers 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program. Now, I think New York, I don't think there's really any doubt about it, cutting a billion dollars from the New York Police Department. Uh, New York State getting and adopting what they call no-bail laws, meaning you get arrested for robbing a bank, you get set free, you don't pay any bail, you can rob another bank, you'll get set free again, rob another bank, get set free again. There's one guy, I think he robbed five, six, or seven banks. Driving around in the streets I of the city, I you me up at two, three in the morning. Said Curtis, you should be at home. I drove I said, no, you I home it. once at like three uh, to two thirty in the morning. You had to be up at three thirty to do your morning show. That's right, and I was thumping thugs, fighting crime. And <laughs> yeah. Let me tell your audience, there was a time Sean was kind enough to come to a guardian angel fundraiser, and we got stuck in the tunnel. We did. And I looked at Sean and I said, Sean. Come on, follow me into the tunnel. Sean says, I love you, Curtis, but I don't love you that much. <laughs> I did. So what Curtis wanted me to do is get off the subway car, and there's this little narrow piece of, you know, walkway. You know, if, if the subway starts moving, you literally have to make yourself as skinny as possible so you don't get run over by the subway. And we did this. Look, um, I think you're going to win today. I think you're going to get the nomination. I want you to get the nomination. I've endorsed your candidacy. I don't know if you've heard about it, but I have. And um, and we've been wanting to get you on the program now for a while. If you do get this nomination, I can tell the people in New York one thing. New York City will be safer. The, the police will be refunded. I've heard you in interviews say it often. You will refund the police, not defund the police. Well, in fact, Sean, uh, the best mayor we ever had in our life, you know him well, I know him well, Rudy Giuliani, endorsed me yesterday and said Curtis Lee was the right man at the right time to bring law and order back to the city, as Rudy did back in 1993. And he attributed my help and the Guardian Angels' help to him returning the city to a point where it had safe streets, safe subways, safe parks, and safe schools. And he wanted to return the favor. He endorsed me. And I must tell you, Sean, when you endorsed me yesterday on your national radio show, there wasn't a place I could go when people were saying, hey, Sean Hannity just endorsed you, Curtis. Thumbs up. I'm so appreciative because you know what it's like in those streets. You know what it's like in the subways. You've ridden it. You've walked the streets. And you know how dangerous the city has become again. 
not only do we need to refund the police, Sean, we're going to hire 3,000 more police. We're going to take the handcuffs off of the police, put them back on the criminals. And there is something that's happening across the nation. I don't think many of your listeners and people in general understand. Elected officials, mostly Democrats, are stripping police of what they call qualified immunity. That will force them to have to go out and get personal police malpractice insurance like a doctor or a lawyer would. No other civil servants have had that stripped from them. Elected officials, judges, DAs. Look at Andrew Cuomo, responsible for the killing of thousands of the elderly in the long-term health care facilities that he assigned them to when he took them from the hospitals with COVID-19 and put them back in the senior citizen homes. He's protected by qualified immunity. He can't be sued personally, but now police officers can. And the day I get elected, qualified immunity will return to every police officer and law enforcement agent in New York City because you've got to take the back of the cops or they're not going to be able to take back the streets, the subways, and the parks. What will happen, Curtis, if they take indemnification away from police, it's a, it's a predictable result. Every criminal that gets arrested will sue the officer personally there's no cop that will be able to afford the onslaught of lawsuits against them. Nobody will go into policing. It will, it will, you forget about defunding, it will dismantle every department in the entire country. You know, the thing about you is this, this has been your passion, fighting crime for decades. How did you, how did you, decide that this is what you had to do with your life look we live in america the land of the free the home of the brave and when the criminals control the streets when you have democrats running for the mayoralty of the city of new york suggesting that we take guns from the cops and not take guns away from the criminals then you have to stand and fight for what you know is right you know me, Sean. I've always believed in prove, don't move. To any of the New York City residents who've left, I've always said, hey, you're New Yorkers. I understand why you've left. It's just too much crime. The quality of life is diminished. But give me a chance to rescue this city, resuscitate this city, resurrect this city with safe streets, safe subways. And then I'm going to ask you, if nothing more, to come back, spend your money, visit your family and friends, invest in businesses. So the key here is, how were you raised? My father and mother, Sean, who you met, raised me to believe that it's us and we, not I and me. And remember last summer, last summer you pointed to it, when the anarchists, when Antifa and Black Lives Matter was looting and shooting in the streets of New York City, when Macy's and Herald Square bought up all the plywood from Home Depot and the other stores did too, de Blasio, who single-handedly has destroyed this city that I love and you love, Sean, he ordered the police to stand back. I ordered the guardian angels with myself to crawl into the belly of the beast. And remember, for two days we fought them. We didn't let them vandalize property. They didn't steal product. They assaulted people. They broke my jaw. They seriously injured other guardian angels. But, Sean, I'm so proud of the guardian angels. We took that stand. We didn't surrender. We didn't retreat. And other neighborhoods got on board and started a fight to keep Antifa and Black Lives Matter marauders and violators and shooters and looters out of their neighborhoods. 
I had Comrade de Blasio on TV one night, and I kept asking if they choose, if they qualify. In other words, they, they don't have a criminal history, uh, issues involving psychiatric problems. Should they have the same right as you to protect themselves in their home with a firearm? New York City has some of the most restrictive firearm laws in the entire country. I ask you, Curtis, if mayor, would New Yorkers, should they have the right to protect themselves in, the, in their homes and in their businesses? Absolutely, especially if they've already been victimized. Sean, you remember the date, June 19th of 1992. Uh, I passed through Howard Beach, Queens on Saturday, campaigning on a political float, festooned with posters and the old-fashioned red, white, and blue bunting. But I stopped at the location, the John Gotti Sr. and John Gotti Jr. and the Cambino crime family planned my demise. You remember, they shot me with... But, uh, yeah, we hung out till 11 o'clock and, and uh, just drank a few beers and listened to Jeremy and the Mr. Bird and the Perfect Strangers. So, Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I, I think I'm just going to sign off today because it sounds like we yeah. have we have lost the fee. But I'm going to see who's online, too, because I hope this is not the Wirecrest lady. At least we did talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right, Doug. Thank you. Help me lose. I'll see you tonight, man. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye. Oh. Oh. And apparently we have just come back online. So let's uh, let's continue the show. Let's go to line two. Good morning. You're on Cargap. Yes, your friendly neighborhood domestic terrorist again telling you that on the stream... You got aced out, and Hannity kind of pushed his way in. Yeah, no, I, so I, I don't was, know. I was going to say, we got to figure out a way that when you come in the studio, you just lose the computer, and uh, you, know, you got a cheat sheet with uh, who you're supposed to announce commercials for, and you announce the commercials, get it over with, and... Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is crazy. Anyway, apparently, according to what I've just been told, apparently we are now back live, at least on air. Hopefully it's going to come across on online here in a minute. So keep listening, and I'll see what I can do from this end, all right? Hey, don't you know it's better to live under a rock than to drown in a cesspool? You know, I had a friend who told me that once or twice. Yeah, yeah, and also <laughs> technological advance. See? Technological advancement is the petri dish in which rectal cranial inversion grows. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll Have see fun. if this works. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. And let's jump over to line one. Good morning, you're on Cargap. Hey, buddy. Welcome back. Oh, are, are we on? You are on. Oh man, this just drives me nuts. I, and you know, I have. So it obviously came out of the news and decided that uh, uh, Nick the motor guy and Cargap sucked. Well, no, so, yeah, and, and it was confusing because John Fogarty was playing, you know? Right. And and then all of a sudden it was Sean Hannity, and uh, so I called the suicide hotline right away. <laughs> and they said, please hold. <laughs> Yeah, I just got I got Brookie on the other on, on text going. Yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yes, no. Well, uh, so much fun. So I, hey, I got. So you're gonna go swimming set. today? Yes, I, I figured somebody would bring that up. Um, uh, so. 
I just got so apparently the on the streaming is still not working, and my my oh, sister. No. My, my sister in London just texted me and says, I've turned it off as I'm not waiting, wasting data listening to that. And was there an expletive afterwards? Yes. <laughs> there's, you know, if there's one reason to live abroad, it's that you don't ever have to see or hear that arrogant. <clears throat> yes, anyway. Um. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel there, Jeremy. Anyway, Super Day is going on right now, and there is a rumor that they have a dunk tank. Had you heard yes. that rumor? I, I heard. And did you and hear I, that and, they and had so actually... I also heard if you dunk Alf, you get a, tw a $10 bar tab. Really? Really? Well, I'm not going to do that. But... <laughs> You can come and raise money for the Maz Council for Disabilities, which is a, a, an organization that does really, really great things. And you can raise that money by coming out at three. Well, you can come out all day. There are what they call celebrities. Um, well, the other guys are celebrities. Then there's this lunatic going to be in there at three o'clock who apparently they have expanded the quantity of water and the size of tank for. <laughs> and it could be it could actually be the first inland sighting of a white whale well that, <laughs> a slightly hairy so white whale what's that so so we'll get that uh that dunk tank going that'll be fun so yes yeah, three o'clock this afternoon nick the motor guy will be in the wet seat i would say the hot seat but it is going to be the wet seat and apparently there are lots of people who are thrilled at the prospect of chucking me in the water i didn't see is mayor collins on the schedule no he's not mm, what a pity well <laughs> so uh yeah um <laughs> Again, tell us how you really feel there. It's like things have just evolved here, haven't they? Well, it usually does when you're around. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for, buddy. Yes. By the way, you said... Anyway, you're sounding great. Enjoy your Matchbox car conversation. Yeah, did you? You didn't think that was completely ridiculous? Because I, I figured I might have just gone completely childish this morning. But it's, I mean, it's such great memories for me. Did you, did you play with these things, or were you... More adult. I mean, you always come across as very mature and adult, of course. <laughs> no, I do have, uh, I still have my 65 Mustang convertible matchbox car, so. You do? Yeah. Yeah, that was, yep. I don't think I had a, I don't think I, I remember a Mustang convertible. I, I remember, definitely remember the Corvettes. I remember having a T-Bird. Thinking the Thunderbird, yeah. you know, like a 56. I definitely remember that one. And it had, and I don't remember if this was a dinky or if this was a matchbox. I think it was bigger, but it had a removable hardtop, which, of course, oh, the, wow. the, the real car, that complete with the little opera portals. Yeah. Still yeah. such a cool car. I mean, that pink one, the Aubrey, um, the lovely girl who helps with cruise nights, mm -hmm. the, that one she she drives every week. I mean, that thing is just an awesome-looking car. It's fantastic, and hers is the 57. And, and so the 56 had uh, the Continental package came standard, so it had the spare tire mount on the trunk. 
Yep. And the portal windows and the removable hard top was a uh, that was an option in every year, 55, 6 and 7. Now you uh, have a what? My father has a 55. 55. Um, yeah, and so the the way you differentiate that is of course not uh the 56 and 7 had more were a little bit more finny. Uh, the 55 was more rounded off in the back, but the exhaust was molded into the back bumper. So the exhaust tips are right through the center bullets of the back bumper. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember the first one I ever saw thinking, that looks awesome. And then thinking, that's really dumb. You're putting very corrosive stuff next to a really cool chrome bumper. <laughs> that's probably a good point. Well, it, yeah, they, and it's very rare that you see one in great shape because you were putting a whole bunch of corrosive gases blowing out through chrome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, that and it's funny. Over the last few years, you've suddenly seen the cars going back into fairing the exhaust and coming out the back of the uh, back of the bumper, and like it was a new idea. And it's like, nah, go back to the fifties. Right, right. No, and they were just. But Packard was building one like that back in the forties and fifties too. Yeah, my my Brooke has always wondered. A Packard Caribbean convertible. She saw one at a show with me years ago, and it was one of the coolest cars ever. Just one of the coolest cars ever. Well, we'll have to find that on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, yeah. The, the last one I saw was uh, anybody want to buy a Midas or a motorcycle still? Because <laughs> that's what's going to need to happen. <laughs> Right on. All right. Well, we friends. will be uh, we will be tonight again at T Joe's. And so you sounded great last night, you guys. And rock and roll. Um, yeah, and I'll give you, you a shout later, and we'll uh, help you out with uh, tra traveling kids to and from. Yeah, great, man. All Appreciate right. It. Take care. We'll see you today. All right. See you later. Bye bye. Bye. And we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and grab line two here on AM six fifty KGAB. Some things just go better together, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil and a Platinum Filter for $26.48. It's like bacon and eggs, hot dogs and mustard, or Joni and Chachi. Ask your dad about it. That's Napa Full Synthetic and a Platinum Filter for $26.48. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. General States pricing. Sales prices not included, but will state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 6 21 you knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. It was very hard for me, but Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Go, Granny, go, Granny, go, Granny, go. 
pretty little flower bed of white gardenia. Go, Granny, go, Granny, go, Granny, go. But parked in a rickety old garage is a brand new shiny red super stock dog. And everybody's saying that there's nobody meaner than the little old lady from Pasadena. Well, she cries real fast and she cries real hard. She's the terror of Colorado Boulevard. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. Nick the Motor Guy back here on AM650 KGAB. Been talking about awesome cruise nights. We've got Wirecross tonight, which we're really excited about. Uh, great uh, local nonprofit supporting kids getting out there um, on a uh, on mountain bikes. And it's a mountain bike team. And hopefully we'll be getting a call in here from some one of those folks over the next half an hour or so. In the meantime, let's, let's fit in one more call before the bottom of the hour break. Good morning, you're on Cargab. I was going to say, uh, you've got a congressman, Liz Cheney, would be a good candidate for the gun, for your dunk tank, uh, along with our uh, governor here in Michigan. You should have took her back with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Um, I, 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 I saw enough of that uh, just riding through Michigan. Um, yep. Actually, well, I'm yeah, pretty, but, but ergo, you know, that's that, that's why you... Uh, you know, she'd be a good candidate for the dunk tank. Uh, there's a lot of them. That pretty much, in my opinion, 99% of politicians should be in the dunk tank with no option to come back up. Uh, well, either that or the dunk tank in the Caribbean, shark-infested <laughs> waters. <laughs> or maybe... Anyway, or maybe Af- I tossed that out there. Or maybe African piranha-infested. You know, mm. like, like the whole James Bond thing. I, I don't remember. What, anyway, like, yeah, this is inappropriate. Let's move on. <laughs> Quit goofing off and get to work. See, chip off the old block. Yes, yeah, that's enough. Be quiet. <laughs> All righty. Again, I want to remind everybody, um, I'd love to see you out this afternoon. Come and come and try and chop me in the water. Yeah, on news. And then we will be back here on AM650 KGAB. Human Services and the Ad Council. In 1977, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. The odds of that same boy winning the U.S. Open twice, one in 1.2 billion. The odds of him having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 110. Ernie Els encourages you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. NASCAR champion Bobby Bonney here with my brother Terry and my nephew Justin. You know, every sport has its essential safety gear. For racing, we wear helmets, fire retardant suits, and Nomex gloves. For fishing, waterfowl hunting, and boating, we wear life jackets. After an intense race, there's nothing more relaxing than bass fishing or a little duck hunting on the We're the first ones to tell you, on the track or on the water, accidents happen fast. Your day weather forecast is brought to you by Bob Ruard Motors. Simple, worry-free carbine. All roads lead to BobRuardMotors.com. For your Saturday and Sunday in southeastern Wyoming, it's going to be cloudy, cool, and somewhat rainy. Isolated to widely scattered showers and storms today with more steady rains possible on Sunday. Could even get heavy in spots. Weekend highs will be upper 60s and low 70s with lows in the upper 40s, low 50s. Widely scattered showers and storms Monday. Highs again, upper 60s, low 70s. Who do I perform for? 
I perform for all the awesome composers whose music deserves to be heard. I perform for all the stagehands who make sure I never miss a cue. I perform for our high school choir director who taught me to breathe from the diaphragm and sing from the heart. Speech, debate, theater, music, the performing arts teach valuable life lessons that typically aren't taught in the classroom. They help high school students learn leadership skills that prepare them to enjoy more satisfying, productive lives. I perform for Mrs. Evans, my high school debate coach, who has helped me become more confident than I ever dreamed possible. This message presented by the Wyoming High School Activities Association and the high school in your community. Hey, I've got a question for you. Who will you perform for? How long does it take to get to the forest? That's not far. What are we going to do? Hike? Sure. Are we there yet? Yep. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. The little old lady from Pasadena. Go, Granny, go, Granny, go, Granny, go. Has a pretty little flower bed of white gardenia. Nick the Motor Guy back here on CarGab, AM650 KGAB, chatted about uh, cars and toys and a little bit about some classic racing drivers. And one of the things that I, um, as I was chatting about that, I got an email from my, my parents in uh, England. Um, as you know, um, father's been on the show many times and uh, just love having him on. He's an absolute encyclopedia of this stuff if i i've often had people say how do you remember these things they said because it got driven into me at the dinner table for the first uh 18 years of my life and continues to be at any time we're together which is just fantastic um there were some other people some that i never met that did the same thing over here um you you had one of the great motor racing commentators in a gentleman named by the name of chris ikonomaki and i remember and i still watch on youtube to doug's point earlier the uh old races at sebring and watkins Glen and the original daytonas and his incredible enthusiasm i had never heard that because i grew up with the britain's equivalent and if you ever watch formula one racing that was um broadcast over here back in the 1970s 1980s 1990s 2000s there was an englishman by the name of murray walker murray murray walker was the voice of motor racing particularly formula one but indeed any type of motor racing that was covered on the bbc for 40 years he was an eccentric. He was um, an absolute fanatic. I, I mean, he make you know just 
loved the ride drivers, loved the mechanics, loved the cars, loved the team owners, and was beloved by all of them. Never with a bad word to say for anybody, even if there was something that was was that happened which might have been a mistake by a driver it was always shown in a more favorable light and something which i wish that quite honestly commentators and media would share today because today it always seems to be a negative a negative a negative and more negatives wherever possible murray walker also had the incredible ability so often of sticking his foot in his mouth by making the most crazy statements where he just made a mistake, misunderstood what was going on. And those became known as Murrayisms again throughout Britain. But growing up um, with my Matchbox cars, recreating the races, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd watch a race or I'd read about the race or we'd listen to it on the radio with Murray Walker's increasingly fanatical voice as things got more exciting towards the end of a race. And there I was, and then my, my father emailed me while we were uh, on break earlier and said that one of the, his favorite things, and I didn't know this till today, I had no idea they'd listened or the, but apparently while I was in my younger years, I would be recreating the races with my Matchbox cars and my Dinky cars while doing a Murray Walker commentary. So maybe this whole radio thing, which I've been so fortunate to fall into and so lucky to be part of, I never had a clue that that I actually until that that was um, put to me just now. I didn't even remember doing it, but uh, apparently uh, Murray Walker had more of an effect on me than I ever realized. So thank you for that memory. Um, I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> sharing it but maybe it explains a little bit more about the lunacy that you listen to every saturday if you'd like to join me this morning 632 let's jump to the phones good morning you're on car gap hi this is um jody pring from team yox who is um, going to be participating in cruise nights this evening wonderful we have been told i don't know if you've been listening but we have been talking about you we had uh doug uh, um uh, who had started cruise nights with me on earlier and we were chatting about you i'm thrilled to have you on please share with the listeners what wirecross does i i i've read about it i'm really excited to have you involved tonight and get some exposure for you and the kids Yes, thank you. We really appreciate um, being your highlight activity this evening. Um, we're super excited about it. Um, we are a um, high school mountain bike team, and um, we're citywide, and we're a composite team of riders 6th um, through 12th grade, um, co-ed riders. We are a club sport, so we are not supported by the school system. So we set up a nonprofit to um, help fund this team. And we have a middle school team and a high school team. Um, we have two different levels in it. We have a recreational team just to get kids out on bikes and enjoying things. And then we have a race team. Um, so, yeah, we're just super excited about tonight and being able to tell people about our group. 
That's great. And and the big thing about tonight, I mean, I, and I say this to folks all the time when they come out to cruise nights, obviously any funding that you get is wonderful because that's how nonprofits exist. But the big thing, particularly for a group such as yours, which does such fabulous things with youngsters, is getting your message out there. I'll be honest, until I pulled you out of the hat that night or actually I received your email um, back in January, I had no clue you existed. Um, so yeah. I'm really hoping that the outreach tonight to a lot of folks at the uh, um, at cruise nights will really help you. Um, and that's going to be a big part. I hope you're going to have some of the kids out there as well. We'll definitely have our kids out there. Um, we'll, we've got a feather flag with our logo on it, so you'll be able to see us. Um, we'll have our kids out there tonight. We'll have our parents out there because we really have a supportive um environment with our parents and our riders so we'll be in full force that's great so you want to set up on that uh northeast corner sorry northwest corner of uh 25th and central okay and you okay. want to have people on the street and you want to have people by the parking lot as well because you're going to have people want to talk to both sides so when they park they want to come and chat to you and also they're just going to pull over and hopefully f throw a few dollars in the bucket so, that would be terrific. And again, we so very much appreciate the opportunity to get the word out about our team. Um, we're open to kids that know how to ride bikes and kids that don't know how to ride bikes. We'll teach you how to mountain bike. That is wonderful. Thank you for all you do. I, it's it's a really great, great organization you have. We're really excited to have you tonight. And I'll, I'll be over, as will Doug. Uh, Doug and I will be doing a video so you can chat live on Facebook about all you do as well. Maybe get some of the kids on there too. That would be terrific. Thank you again for this opportunity. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. You have a great day. We'll see you this evening. Okay. We'll see you tonight, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is Wyocross, tonight's, um, uh, tonight's charity for uh, cruise nights. Come down and uh, support them. If you don't know anything about them, come down and talk to these parents. Come down and talk to these folks who are organizing this. Remember, no funding whatsoever from the school district. So come down and uh, chat to them, learn about them, throw a few bucks in the bucket. This is something we, we are, we, particularly as we get older, we all say, you know, kids this, kids that. These are kids that are doing good. This is an organization that's teaching kids to do good. Come support them. All right, let's jump to the phones. We are on line two. Good morning, on Car Gap. Hello. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Hi, Nick. Getting in there. Uh, I, I wanted to call, but I didn't get a chance. It's been about three weeks ago. Did your buddy that had a, I think, it was a '67 or something Ford pickup with a 460 or something in it, and it was backfiring through the carburetor? Yeah. Did he get that fixed? I believe so, because I haven't heard back. And I usually, when they're still struggling with it, I hear about it. So I think he got it all fixed up. Well, what will do that is the timing change. The oh, absolutely. Here, the, the plastic comes off. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get the valve timing off, and it'll give it all kinds of problems. That's right. It makes noise. It still runs. You can change the, the electrical timing with the distributor, of course, but it... It don't have the power and gas fumes come back out of the carburetor instead of going in. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's something I, I, I spend a lot of time taking with youngsters who their first cars is going, timing, there are two different ones. There's ignition timing 
and there's valve timing. And that's they're two totally different things. That's exactly right. Anyway, I didn't know whether I haven't been able to listen to the radio and, and see if uh, he got that fixed or if you heard any more. Yeah, I haven't heard any more, so um, if he's listening, that's going to be one more thing to check, and I appreciate the call. All right, well, thank you. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Okay, and let's jump over to line one. Good morning, you're on CarGab. Hi, Nick. Hi. Hi, it's John Colin, and your Matchbox talk got me thinking about my Matchbox and <laughs> wanted to throw my two cents in. Absolutely, John. I figure you probably still got some, don't you? I've got many. <laughs> and uh, I have the... I have the uh, Matchbox in my collection. My main interest was, of course, the Dinkies and the Corgis. Yep. But I had plenty of Matchbox. Um, I got Solitos after that. Uh, and that led to this lifetime addiction. And I can't kick it. I know. Uh, so I blame die-cast toy cars for my insane love of cars i i'm with, I'm with you john I, and it's funny you know, we uh, obviously we're, we're a few years different but we um, grew up in completely different countries but we're actually quite similar in our love of different vehicles bikes etc so matchbox you're right so matchbox <laughs> nick here's my matchbox memories and um they improved substantially in the mid-60s the first ones I got had those metal wheels, metal wheels tires. Yeah. And they weren't quite as nice. They weren't quite as realistic. And every vehicle had the same wheels. Yep. But then in the middle 60s, early 60s, they got much better. And they started to have features, opening doors, uh, etc. I remember my, well, I still have it, Mercedes 220 SE. <laughs> it's got two doors. It's coupe, and they both open. And they and both that, open, yeah. And that that was uh, that was novel, but that still had the metal wheels. Then along came the E-type coupe. Yep. That was the best one, I think. That was that candy apple red. Yeah. And they went to simulated wire wheels with tires, with rubber tires. Yeah. Or plastic that looked like rubber tires. plastic that looked like rubber and they went they those early ones actually had a you could actually almost fold that that plastic off of the wheel so it was almost like you could right. separate them like it was a real thing i remember messing with that as a kid right that that car and about the same time there was a green metallic Ferrari 250 GT. 250 GT. I have one of those. Same type wheels, same type tires. Yeah. That was that was a big improvement in Matchbox. That made me think I need more of these. <laughs> uh, and I got some, and I still have them. And uh, you saw my uh, Corgi uh, XJS coupe model. Yeah, absolutely. Or XJ XJ six C. XJ six C, like my like my uh, my silver car I have. Yeah. Right. So um, that addiction, I never got over that, and of course, it led to the addiction to all the vehicles in one-to-one -one scale that I now have. <laughs> it does tend to do that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, one of my early ones was a Cobra as well, and I still, I, 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 I will never own a real Cobra, right? That's way out of my budget and quite honestly even out of my consideration. But I, for some ridiculous reason, at some point, I am, it will be a replica, but I'm going to own a Cobra. Just cause. 
you you got to an AMX. Don't write off the Cobra. You'll get there too. Yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> it's good to hear from you, John. Thanks for the thanks for listening and thanks for that story. I, it's good to hear there is there's more than one lunatic in this world. Uh, I've got it worse than you, Nick. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure that's possible. <laughs> I'll, I'll go even with you though. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks so much. Bye. You take care. Bye bye. Oh, that's wonderful. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating locations while supplies last. Offer ends 63021. You're listening to Cheyenne's News and Talk Station, AM 650, KGAB, Orchard Valley, Cheyenne, a town square media station. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., so if you're 50 or older, it's time. Screening helps find precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Did you know there's more than one screening test? Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. We're all part of your community. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Nick the Motor Guy back here on Car Gap. Want to just take a minute and thank everybody involved in the Wyoming Brewers Fest, supported by Midas. Um, Midas is uh, Brooke and I have been very proud to support the Wyoming Brew Fest for many years and been the presenting sponsor over the last seven or eight. The Union Pacific Depot building here in Cheyenne is not supported by the city. The city of Cheyenne leases that for a poultry $1 to the Cheyenne Depot Museum and the board that controls it. The Cheyenne Depot Museum board then runs the museum, the museum store, rents out um, the offices upstairs, which has really become the hub for business and community development here in Cheyenne, with, of course, the Chamber of Commerce, the Leeds organization, and Visit Cheyenne, which now also incorporates the, the Downtown Development Authority, which, by the way, I think is a great, great thing. Um, the 
uh, then the building is also supported by rent from Accomplice Brewing Company, the restaurant in the east side of the depot building, and then the events that are out on the plaza, be it the Highland Games, be it Brewfest, be it any of the uh, Oktoberfest in September, the Friday nights on the plaza, which is run by the city, the beer, if you go down and you grab a beer, that money from the profit from that goes to support that building. That is how that building stays in tip-top condition and is a jewel for us here in Cheyenne. The Wyoming Brewfest was 25 years old this year. That has been run by a non-profit board. For many years, it was run extremely well by Dan Hedrick and a group of dedicated people, um, Mort from Mort's Bagels, many others, um, and I apologize that I can't name you all. For a couple of years, it kind of got uh, taken over by some people who forgot that the reason for running this was the depot, but more about their egos, which was tragic. But the last two years, it has been run backed by a Brewfest committee headed by uh, Jeff and Monica Lee, Kaylin Eichholz, Brian Eichholz, and various other people, Chuck Brannan, who do it for the good of this community and the good of the depot. And I just want to thank them for doing an incredible job. Um, it was really tough this year, having had to cancel again because of all the COVID thing last year. But they produced the best brew fest we've ever had here in Cheyenne. And I will hazard to say maybe even the best one that Wyoming's ever seen. So a huge, massive thank you to them. It raised a ton of money. We don't know exactly the dollar amount yet. But it raised a ton of money, which will go directly into the fund to keep that building in the condition that you see it today. So thank you to everybody who came down. Thank you to everybody who comes down and supports the events on the plaza. Um, Cheyenne has changed so much over the last 25, 30 years that I've been here. So proud of it as a community. And we hope to keep that going for many years to come and continue to have that wonderful Union Pacific Depot as one of the centerpieces of architecture here in our great city. With that, we're going to take a break and I'll be back here to uh, close up the show this week on AM 650 KGAB. Celebrate Dad all month at Napa with the Evercraft 100-piece screwdriver set for $19.99. To a regular person, that might seem like an excessive number of screwdrivers. But to Dad, that's just being prepared, like buying a paper map in case the GPS goes rogue. That's the Evercraft 100-piece screwdriver set for $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations while supplies last. Offer ends 6 21 Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., so if you're 50 or older, it's time. Screening helps find precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Did you know there's more than one screening test? Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses, because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. 180 over 111 and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 
This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to lower your HBP. Right at your door. Buy local Wyoming roasted coffee at snowyelk.com. Nick, the motor guy, back here on Cargab, AM 650, KGAB. Going to chat a little bit about Super Days, because Super Days is going on today. And in the um, dunk tank, which raises money for the Cheyenne Mayor's Council for People with Disabilities, there are going to be so-called celebrities. At least they're going to be people who are really, really... Uh, involved in the community um right now uh, rob johnson who runs my uh fast track store he is in the tank right now i hope he's getting extremely wet um 11 o'clock is joe shogren 11 30 is colonel benetti 12 o'clock is our own glenn woods so go down and soak him 12 30 is brian alf of course of alf's pub does so much for our community gregorzik uh one o'clock uh, it's a politician, Pete Laybourne. He needs to go in. All right, one thirty, Landon Medina. Two o'clock is Chad Brenneman. Two thirty is Sam Eliopoulos. Three o'clock. If you got time to come and abuse me, yep, three o'clock. Yours truly is Gibby in the dunk tank, and finishing up the day at three thirty with Ron Clement. So come down. Do a donation to the Mayor's Council for People with Disabilities great 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 event great uh charity raising money for it please come down soak these people have some fun have some laughs you know i'm not going to be able to hold myself back so uh we'll have a lot of fun with this this afternoon hopefully i'll see you at three o'clock at the dunk tank at super days behind the uh community building here in cheyenne everyone have a wonderful wonderful safe weekend and we'll speak to you next week on cargo A major drug maker strikes a settlement over opioids. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Johnson & Johnson has come to terms with the state of New York ahead of a trial scheduled to start on Tuesday. New York State Attorney General Letitia James announcing Saturday that drug maker Johnson & Johnson has agreed to halt the sale of opioids nationwide. The $230 million settlement follows years of lawsuits brought by states, counties, and cities against Big Pharma over the opioid epidemic that's claimed nearly half a million lives over the past few decades. While the lawsuits allege that companies overprescribe the pain meds, the drug makers say they've only distributed what was needed to help those with certain medical issues. Fox says Karen McHugh, trials against J&J and others are underway in California and West Virginia. To South Florida, where a fire burning under a collapsed condominium complex is complicating the search for survivors. It's extremely difficult to locate the source of the fire, uh, and so they've been working around the clock. 
Surfside Mayor Daniela Levine Cava. So far today, the numbers haven't changed. 159 people remain missing. Four are confirmed dead. The cause of Thursday's collapse is under investigation. A few years ago, an engineer flagged a couple of structural problems with the building but didn't warn about imminent danger. As a result, a nearby sister building is being examined. They are looking at, because it was built at the same time with the same designer, so they are looking at working with them, and I know they are considering potentially evacuating them. Governor Ron DeSantis. It's been a rough few months for the airline industry as it grapples with hundreds of reports of unruly passengers. The TSA says self-defense training will once again be offered to flight attendants and pilots. America's listening to Fox News. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. What are the most important issues facing Americans today? Every Monday, join me, Brett Baer, Chief Political Anchor and Anchor and Executive Editor of Special Report, and my rotating all-star panel of experts as we discuss the policies, practices, and solutions to the biggest and most important issues of the day. You can hear new episodes every Monday. Subscribe now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Fox News Rundown is a weekday morning podcast that dives deep into the major and controversial stories of the day. Hosted by the anchors of Fox News Radio. Subscribe now to hear a perspective of news you won't find anywhere else. Listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The crash of a hot air balloon in New Mexico's largest city has left four people dead and another critically wounded. Police in Albuquerque believe the balloon hit a power line. This morning's crash has knocked down electricity to thousands. A close call in New Hampshire where a man is expected to recover after being accidentally shot in the head. Police in Milton say a bullet fired by the man's eight-year-old nephew ricocheted after killing a chipmunk and then struck him. Police also say it's not illegal for anyone to teach a child child how to shoot and hunt. Royal Caribbean is hoping for smooth sailing as one of its cruise ships prepares to leave a U.S. port for the first time since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. The Celebrity Edge will depart today from Fort Lauderdale. The cruise industry has been shut down now for 469 straight days. It's been absolutely crippling to an industry that contributes some $32 billion to the U.S. economy. More than a quarter of a million jobs were also lost. But this is a time where things may start to turn around. This particular ship will leave for the Western Caribbean for seven days. It will be 99% full of passengers who have been vaccinated. For those who haven't, they have to undergo a series of tests 72 hours before they leave when they get here in the middle of the cruise and then after the cruise. Fox's Ashley Webster. The pandemic is still hurting some nonprofits. Habitat for Humanity usually builds homes to help the needy, but some branches of the charity are becoming needy themselves because the cost of lumber is skyrocketing. Jerry Leonard of the nonprofit's affiliate in New Albany, Indiana, says for one home last year, they spent about $2,500 on wood. This year, for the exact same home design, they had to spend $6,500. Fox's Jill Nato. I'm Pam Puzo, Fox News.